really the key to it is the key to helping somebody find their path to recovery again is for them to know that you know where they're at you know on on, on, not just an intellectual level but an emotional level hi Cormac Vanny here, owner of Hip Psychology, and welcome to the Hip Psychology Mastering Your Craft podcast. Hip Psychology is a performance psychology company, and we work across the areas of sport, education, and business. To find out more about what we do, we can be followed on Twitter at Hip Psychology, and our website is www.hippsychology.com. I'm delighted to welcome you to the Mastering Your Craft podcast on which today's guest is Raymond Cunningham. Raymond is the founder of the charity MyMy, which stands for Mind Your Mate, Mind Yourself. MyMy is a voluntary and community sector counselling organisation with extensive experience in both suicide prevention and suicide intervention. It helps people raise their self-esteem, self-awareness and develop a better understanding of self-care. In the podcast, Raymond talks around the My My journey and the work that it currently is doing. Raymond also shares his uh, personal story, uh, including the passing of both of his father and his brother and personal illness and and how he has been able to move forward through each of these challenging times. Having supported a vast number of people who have faced really dark times in their lives, Raymond shares in the podcast some really useful tips that some listeners will find invaluable. We also explore the concepts of community, vulnerability and the power of listening. This was a podcast that I really, really enjoyed recording and also having listened to it since I have no doubt that our listeners will find it very beneficial and invaluable. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Raymond Cunningham to the Hip Psychology Master in Your Craft podcast. Raymond, thanks very much for giving up uh, some time of your busy schedule to to join us and uh, have a chat this, this afternoon. Very welcome. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, Raymond, can you just give us a bit of background just about yourself, just to start with, really? Yeah, um, uh, my name is Ray Cunningham, um, or Raymond, um, depending who he's talking to me. Um, I am 36, I am a father, I'm a husband, I am a son, and I am a brother. And um, yeah, that's uh, brief. <laughs> <laughs> to the point I like it. Um, so, you know, I suppose, um, suppose we're in... Uh, the office here in my mic can you just give us uh, our listeners just a bit of an insight into really what that is and what it does yep yeah our we are based on the Dundrum road in newcastle just as you come into newcastle on the left hand side we have we we uh, in the ground floor we have our office we have a, 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 a room that we call the crisis room and we have larger meeting room and a kitchen um, and then on the first floor we have our um we have three counseling suites mm-hmm. so predominantly um, we use for, for counselling throughout the day from Monday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. And how long has my mind been going? Um, going around, been going roughly around 10 years. Mm-hmm. And what's, really, could you describe what it does or what it's, um, I suppose, its focus is? Yeah, well, the focus is to promote health. 
Um, we try even it, it would be known as a mental health charity, um, but um, you can't really dissect ourselves into separate pieces and not, and not believe that it's you know one piece is gonna not gonna be affected by the next. We we'll look mm-hmm. at as you know the whole entity as a human. Um, if one part is affected, if for instance if I um if pulled my calf muscle, mm-hmm. it's gonna affect my overall state. Yep. Okay, um now that might sound um you know uh, might might sound um unrealistic, but in generally in, in in actual terms it is and. We find now today that uh, you know so much related to how much how, how and what we eat mm-hmm. actually has a, an effect in our overall state. Yeah. Um, I've heard the saying "We are what we eat." Mm-hmm. You know, from today, um, in today's world, we find that that um, mental health and physical health are two separate things when they're actually one of the same. Yeah. So, at all, which we really try to focus on on health and enhancing that health with an individual. Although the you know we do you will see um, advertising uh, bits and pieces from ourselves and you'll see mental health and awareness charity and things to get there. It's just generally because it, um, people can relate to mental health. You know, um, whereas if we say we're a charity that focuses on health, it's maybe too broad for some yeah. people to get their heads around. Yeah, <laughs> yes, forgive the pun. But um, <laughs> if if we can um, really help people, you know, because we a large part of what we offer is counselling. Yeah one-to-one counselling but counselling is not for everyone mm-hmm. you know um, and, you know so it's really just it could be something like um, again come back to come back to food um, we have such a high production of serotonin and dopamine created in our in our gut and our gut um, goes from our nasal passage to our nasal passage to our back passage basically mm-hmm. so it's a huge part of us and um, um, 90% of serotonin is actually created in our gut yeah. 50% of dopamine is created in our gut Forty percent of dopamine is created in our liver, and then we have only ten percent of dopamine and serotonin created in our brain. Yeah, we've created a whole industry, um, tried in, in order to try to increase the dopamine and serotonin production in our brain. When in actual fact, we should be looking at our gut. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we're not feeling great in our life, one small thing could be it may not be the answer, but just look down your plate and see what you're eating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also be inquisitive in regards. You know, a lot you come across a lot of people saying to say that um, I eat well or I eat healthy. What is that? Challenge your beliefs. Look into um, uh, again. What is is the things I'm eating that's on my plate the right thing for me? So, you know, it's it's not a sort of a one pronged. Um, approach in regards you know I'll get a bit of counselling and that'll be mm-hmm. me or um, or I'll just go to the gym and that'll be me or I'll change my diet and that'll be me or I'll change the associ- who I associate myself with me you know, often can be many things that um, or can be a thing that we're not a thing in our life that we're not specifically uh, or we don't specifically believe that'll have an effect on our, our, our overall well-being that could be the thing that we're neglecting mm-hmm. you know so it's really we are an organisation to try to um, enhance health and is that a lot of education within that yes a lot of education um, through this year alone I think we've done about 16 um, four week courses okay. so we have um, and you know some of our four week courses we had um, I'd like to refer to the one we had in Railway Street because um, it was earlier on the year and it was a real inconvenient time for people it was half seven or seven o'clock on a Saturday night mm-hmm. in Railway Street Cafe and it ran um, for four weeks I did a first week I did an introductory talk and then we got a facilitator and to deliver the 
um, delivered the course and it was called PEPSFIT and it was it focused on physical P-E-P-S physical emotional psychological and spiritually fit mm-hmm. and our beliefs around that is if you focus you know your time on each part of that you'll be able to um, live your life to the full so we um, had that in Railway Street at 7 o'clock on a Saturday night um, and um, we were having on average between 60 to 70 people turn up each week which is really cool you know it's, it's really cool I can remember at the start when we were doing courses you maybe only some weeks you had 5 or 10 mm-hmm. years ago and uh, people were really engaging with that so it's quite easy to make an excuse or find an excuse to not go on a Saturday night 7 o'clock yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. never mind a Wednesday night 7 but those people were there and they wanted to enhance their life so that was special so that was education mm-hmm. um, and um uh, I've been very active within schools over the last um, year um, we've been working with Shimna and De La Salle Shimna in Newcastle and De La Salle and Patrick mm-hmm. um, we have I've just um, it was in the Assumption Grammar School on Friday which is really really mm-hmm. really good and um, doing a little bit of work with them um, we, we are running ongoing mindfulness um, classes at the moment um, by a lady Deirdre McGibbon more mindfulness check her out fantastic mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also a psychotherapist and um, we then have um, a, a gentleman Gareth Toner yeah, yeah. yeah. um, T- T- Gareth does just super super work um, um, my wife uh, gets sessions with Gareth and, and myself and my wife um, my wife um, she just absolutely engages with it mm-hmm. to a level that I haven't experienced yeah, yeah. And um, some of the th- some of the experiences that she has during the sessions, like, would completely blow your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like you wouldn't even believe it's real. You know, sort of like some. But she just loves it and really, um, um, like one experience. My wife had a section, um, so she did um, when my wee girl was born through mm-hmm. complications of birth, and and it had the, the wound hadn't you know been healing right for her. And she went and had one session with with Gareth. One of her sessions with Gareth. She came out after and she told me that she could actually feel her wound knitting back together during the session. And seeing, look, sounds crazy. It sounds crazy hearing myself saying it. But um, a lot of his work is body-centred. So, for instance, in regards to the body and the the mind and and exchange um, platform, you'll, for every um, 10 parts of information exchange between the mind and the body you'll get nine parts of information going up from the from the body from the to the to the mind and one part of information coming down to um, from the mind to the body right, so yeah. you really have to question which is running the ship yeah, is it the mind or the, or the body yeah, you know yeah. so um but in actual fact it's it's one ship you know it's it's just a c- communication going on within the one ship but um we tend to think it's it's we're, we're steered by by um one um a part of us, a better mind, then even to throw a feather spanner in the works is going a little bit side uh, off track. There's a thing, there's um, something that I'm really interested in, and it's called the microbiome. Okay. The mi- microbiome um, is made up of, of viruses and, and fungi and bacteria, things like that. So, there's actually discovered now that there's um, bacteria, so bacteria aren't human, fungi aren't human, viruses aren't human. Yeah. But we have a parasite then, a parasite that lives under our eyelid. If we didn't have that, we would go blind. Okay. So, the reason why I'm saying this is that um, when you hear about gut health, you know, people talk about gut, if you can really um, 
focus and gut health it gives ourselves a chance to really deal with any um, issues that come our way so the, the reason the main reason I'm passionate about it is that I had um, uh, an autoimmune disease a few years ago and it was called um, uh, my case was severe chronic urticaria Okay. So it was like um, it was like uh, hives on the skin. So it's almost like somebody was getting a hot poker and coming from the inside out. It was excruciating. It was it was I would say if not the hardest one of the hardest things that I've ever had to overcome in life. Out of about a two year period, I was in bed probably between fifty to sixty percent of it. Physically couldn't move. If I moved, the pain was just unbearable. Mm-hmm. So, um, when I, you know, had the option of medicating for the rest of my life and just managing it, or that which never sat well with me, um, I researched and went the length and breadth of the country to find a solution and, and to find the, uh, the question that I had with it was why did this happen? Yeah. So, um, t- transpired to be it was an autoimmune disease, um, it transpired that I had a leaky gut. And um, certain foods that I was um, um, eating was um, uh, uh, causing an issue and, and, and flaring up then and coming out my skin. But the big thing was to find out that the cause of it was actually a trauma that I ex- experienced. Um, um, a, a, a lady that went to see his kinesiologist, amazing, amazing woman in Hollywood. And um, she had never met me before. And mm-hmm. within five minutes, she was able to tell me that finding my father dead in bed was the huge such a huge found my father died but suddenly a heart attack and and um she was able to identify right back to the within days of what happened said this is what happened and and caused such a shock in your system and um um and now it ruptured your guts and these foods that had been um uh these food that she had a list of foods then that i couldn't eat it sounds again it sounds quite insane um, however before that I had been going to I'd been going private to the leading skin specialist in Belfast and um, it was never I was never able to get to the root cause of it and mm-hmm. getting to the root cause was important to me and um, so and, and and I wasn't getting any better um, with the process this this guy was um, this doctor was um, advising me uh, down the, the, the traditional medical route um, um I think it's important that we explore all options you know so yeah. that's for me I was just exploring all options and and basically for this this woman had told me if if I stick to what she's suggesting within a few months I'm just going to start noticing a massive difference so basically for about seven months uh, you know I ate raw vegetables mm-hmm. all meats dairies everything um, that was removed and and um, over that period of time, I was able to um, uh, cure myself from what was seen as an incurable disease. And how long did it take for you know for the effect to to manifest? Yeah, and um, from when my father died, it was eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, about sixteen months, I think it was, to for it to really kick in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. Um, what I noticed about this woman, it's it's just very hard to get an appointment with. It really, <laughs> that tells you maybe Does like a, I actually couldn't get an appointment with her, but a friend had an appointment with her, and he says, "Look here, do you want go go and see her? Take my appointment." And I was in her waiting, waiting room, and she came out and says, "Ray," um, or she came out and says, "Eddie," mate, mate who had the appointment was Eddie. I says, "No, look, I'm Ray." Mm-hmm. Um, she says, "Um, Eddie, give me his appointment." She says, "Oh, no bother, come on in, Ray." And 
literally she just the one of the things she says to me like how have you been coping with this you poor you know thing yeah like mm-hmm. and she was so compassionate to me and I like oh my this woman really understands the, the you know the pain that I've been through you can really see it in her and she was just so amazing in so many levels and I felt when I left her I felt just I felt you know the hope within me was amplified but I always believed that I would get, I would, I would get the better, not the better, but I, I would bring myself back to health. So really, I look at illness now rather than illness itself. I look at it as an absence of health. Okay, so whether it's whatever illness out there, it's rather than me focusing on illness, focus on the health. Yeah. For me, I was like, what can I do to myself to bring myself back to health, to enhance the the the, the health within my body? I believe us as human beings were a repair machine you know we really are so we need to make sure the machine's well enough oiled you know well enough nourished to give it the best opportunity and again my the, the skin spice the skin spice that i had seen in the hospital and in, in the ulster independent had told me that i was the worst that he'd ever seen you know so within i suppose seven months of meeting this or going to this lady in hollywood um i, I had started to notice or within a few months starting those big difference and when it's I'm seven seven or eight months I completely cured myself from it and I hadn't had a um uh, uh I hadn't had any issues since and I was able to introduce all the foods back into my diet. Um but the gut that were the whole sort of I believe that I went through that exp- experience to understand the importance of the gut health, you mm-hmm. know, and then how it affects our emotional and mental state. Um and um so the microbiome in regards talking about exchange of information Excuse me. There's a form of bacteria that actually may have shared this to you. When we met, there's a form of bacteria that exchanges information through neurons to our brain. So bacteria are telling our brain what to do. Okay, so this is this is basically why I'm saying this is that um, something that isn't humans, but something is that is of nature talks to us. Okay, we are so we are so part of nature. But yet, in all as a society today, we've be, become so apart from it. Okay, we're destroying, you know, the planet at a rate that we've never experienced in human history, and it's no shock to see that um, us as human beings are get, becoming more unwell as our as our planet becomes more unwell. So at the, that micro level, what we are doing, you know, to our gut through what we consume, what we eat. You know, and at the the larger level, you know what we are doing to our planet, to, um, you know, on, on, um, just, just such an awful scale, um, it has a connection to how we are as society and as humanity today. Yeah, and even though you mentioned earlier about you know the, the production of serotonin and the gut, like serotonin is, it prohibits cortisol, which is um stress hormone. So, mm-hmm. pretty much what you're saying there is for me, it, it's 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 resonating and making sense. Yeah, it's yeah connecting with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, if we're if the serotonin and the the, the serotonin and dopamine dopamine if the, the productions aren't um if they're not producing um ser- if we're not able to produce serotonin and dopamine in in the, the correct manner um we have an issue mm-hmm. you know um, and it's just really about realizing that there's an absence of something here and it's generally an absence of health and how can we bring that yeah. back to health yeah. you know um so that's just really what interests me it's like how can we you know um rather than look at the disease 
in my own scenario and it was something that I wouldn't wish anybody to ever have to go through it was the thing about it was there was days that you would get you think okay I'm much better today that's it and over the over the worst of it and then it comes back and slaps you in the face again so it, it was just so emotionally challenging and I was so blessed that I had my wife Tanya I'm a, a great family around me yeah. and, and I just feel for anyone that would go through that themselves so this is why I would openly talk about it that, yeah. that the people are going through because you know autoimmune disease are, are hugely on the rise and there's different forms of them Um, you know I would my message would be I'm not saying contact me and I'll, I'll give you a, a recipe for <laughs> cure yeah. but I'm saying you search wherever you can and do, you know because at the end of the day it's your health don't take one person's word don't take my word for it go mm-hmm. and check these things out try these things um, and um, just give it a go I tried loads of time. I went to healers <laughs> went yeah. to, you know went to obviously went to doctors I was not much pain you know if you would have told me if, if I drank acid out of a battery I would have, would have given it a go mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing I kept going until I found a solution for me so there's many different things that's and reasons why we may not be functioning to our fullest potential and what interests me and what interests us the charity how we can maximize life within people and um, yes we do meet and, and, and some, a lot of people come through our door people that are in real you know tough positions within their life but again what excites me is how we can enhance that life and how we can help them see how powerful they are yeah because you, you were you shared a very interesting story there actually just off air which um, I don't know whether we get into now or, or maybe later yeah, on. If you want to, whatever yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, a large part of what I do is um, I see three see people through interventions. So somebody would contact me and and I would arrange to have a sit down or chat with them. Um, and um, um, uh, they'll if if they feel up to share their story, more than likely because they've reached out to me, they've heard my story. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I'll um I would sort of elaborate a little bit more on, on the things that I struggled with growing up, um and it generally connects with where they're at. Yeah. And every scenario out of you know almost a thousand or around thousand that I have people I've seen over the last ten years, at some level I can make connection regardless whether it's a a bricklayer or a doctor or a barrister or whatever or a single parent or yeah. whoever. I can make a connection at some level and um, it's really the key to it is the key to helping somebody find their path to recovery again is for them to know that you know where they're at you know Mm. not just an intellectual level but an emotional level most people that I would meet most of them would be from out um, outside of my local area okay Um, still do meet people from my local area but most people that would reach out to me and um, one scenario on, on Sunday there um, it was in Newcastle and um, a guy just came up to me and he says hey Ray my name is let's call him John um, he says hey his name is John and I recognised him but I couldn't put a couldn't put the the, 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 the face I couldn't place it and, and he says look myself and my father were down to see you about it a year and a half ago and we made it just up there and I was like flip me yes I remember now it's great to see you mm-hmm. give you an idea you know I'd say on, on um, uh, just it's very hard to re- remember everyone you've seen um, everyone's important 
but like on, on Sunday or Sunday like at five people in one yeah. day you yeah. know so it's very hard to <laughs> to you know um, remember, remember everyone so it it, it it came back to me and and um, and at the time he had dropped out of I think he had dropped out of school he's going on to do a master's or something and um, he then had come through a relationship breakup generally a lot of people would make their way to me because they've come through a breakup mm-hmm. so he, he went through a relationship breakup and um, he um, just wanted to tell me he's like I just want to tell you that um, following on from so uh, it sort of come towards the end of any time I'd meet somebody and make suggestions don't mm-hmm. tell them what to do I said look this mm-hmm. is, these are suggestions these are things that helped me and I know they've helped others so uh, I believe if you follow them it could give you a, you know a, a good chance to you know live a fulfilling life and a life beyond the dream the dreams that you have for yourself and um so when he says i want to let you know that i followed everything you told me to do he says for for three months you know this guy live in belfast mm-hmm. from three months he says i come down from belfast on a monday night and i, I went and i got t- counseling with counseling with tanith every monday night for three months okay so it was about it was about 14 weeks roughly mm-hmm. and he says uh, just let you know that I've completed my masters. And he wasn't working at the time. He says I've just been uh, offered a full time post in the school that the school that he used to go to, and I'm so blown away by it. And also, I want to introduce you to my fiance. Amazing, get, get married. It was brilliant, yeah. you know. And, and and that was the day that I need, needed to hear that yeah. because it was it was just a heavy day, and and you know, and and, and um, like the thing that I shared with him even on the day was like. You know, I bet you didn't believe when I told you what you were going mm-hmm. when I said to you that I was once there. And if you follow these simple steps, you know you could clear yourself from all this BS and and you yeah. can see through the, mm-hmm. the, the the trees, you know. And um, he says like at the time, like you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to see me. But he says this was just another thing that I thought wasn't for me, mm-hmm. it, it, or it would work for everybody else. Yeah. But it probably wouldn't work for me. He says that's what I was walking away with, even though I felt that there was hope again yeah he says but he says like look at me you know basically look at me now you know it's class I think there's a powerful message in that even to anyone maybe listening here who's you know in a tough place that you know it's it's not permanent no it's not permanent Um, a lot of times when you went through it I can't feel mm-hmm. like there's no way out of it like for instance I've we have quite a few ups and downs in my life and, and from uh, you know, trying to take my own life losing my brother to suicide um, uh, and um, many other things that we can get into if we want um, but um, and obviously with the with illness was a thing that cheapers I never thought like went on for a long yeah, time or yeah. something I never thought no sorry I was always believed you know deep down that I would overcome this and always believed that I would be talking about it that it would stand up in front of a crowd or on a podcast and share this journey of that you know and and um i hope i don't have to learn anything anything more (laughs) in my life yeah yeah um but it's just you know and so just always always optimistic with that but it's so easy to believe when you've gone through it that this is never going to end you know but the big thing for me was with me even the illness that regards or I don't like even calling it the lack of health at that time was that I had great people around me to help me through it you know like my, my I say my wife Tanya was just amazing she catered her whole because my diet had to completely change it was much easier if the two people were eating the same thing you know and whereas you know yeah. Tanya changed her whole lifestyle because for me yeah. to make 
my what I was going through easy. She would have come home from work every day, and um, you know, not knowing what she was going to come home to. You know, not, probably knowing that, you know, that I was just lying in bed, not able to move or. A thing that soothed me was getting an Epsom salts bath. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know yourself. You come out of a hot, you land a hot bath. Twenty minutes to come out, you feel a little tired. Some days I was getting four baths. Yeah. Okay, and um, weight was falling off me, and um, so she was coming home and she was being an, uh, she was supporting me like just she was absolute godsend, and my family, you know, and her family was and my friends were just amazing, you know. So I was very grateful. What showed me is the importance of community. Yeah. you know and this is what's really is at the core of my Maya's community you know and what we what we offer for for our community we are a community based organisation we have a charity shop in Castle Island people come in and donate clothes people also come in and buy buy clothes mm-hmm. that money they buy has come back into the community it's yeah. a circle of life you know it's going just, just going round and round and round you know so we see the importance of it you know here so we try to bring a little bit of community into everyone's life you know, um, and it's just so um, invaluable. Yeah. You know, so it is. Um, Cause even with Sandy off there, but you know, even the concept of like volunteers. You know, people that you don't know the impact that can be making on someone's life. You know, absolutely. In sort of directly. Absolutely, well, we have like you know from the volunteers that are on the f- on, on the floor, like people will come come up to me all the time and say to me, Gee, you know, but often said it's just brilliant work you're doing for a play to you. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm the face of the charity. Yeah. Okay. The people that are behind the doors and do the work are the people that really are the ones that need to get the recognition. Mm-hmm. You know, um and as I say it's like the, the so many people within our organisation nobody knows they're involved with. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows and they don't want people to know that they they just want to do it for the right reasons, you know, and um, I can remember at the start I wasn't in a great place in life even when we started the charity, you know. And on reflection, now um, I sure I share this quite openly and often, you know. I can remember even when my brother passed away, um, I can remember you know when people come to the wake, you mm-hmm. know, and I welcomed their sorrow for me, you know. I fed of that, I fed of their pity for me, and mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, and I craved that, you know, and um. And looking back on it now, it's it's just I was just in a real you know lonely place in my life, and you know and you know people were seeing it felt like people were seeing me for the first time. People were you know so even where you know I just wanted I went grew up all, went through all my life trying for just to get people to like me. Mm-hmm. You know in multiple ways, and even started the charity. I found a place. Oh my God, I could do the right thing here, and you know and and. Um, you know, can be seen to be doing giving these talks and losing somebody to suicide and stuff like that there and, and it um you know, people would start to view me better, view mm-hmm. me different, you mm-hmm. know, society would start to view me different. Where I did that for a period of time and I near I, I near ended up in the worst place in my life. Mm-hmm. So it did um because I was constantly looking for recognition from other people and other things, you know. Where today I still I am still concerned about what people think of me. Mm-hmm. I am and I wish I could sit here and say to you that I don't care what people think of me anymore. That's not true. I do, yeah. you know, but it's nowhere near to the same level as what I did most of my life. And what know? message would you give, say, your eighteen-year-old self, then, Raymond? Yeah, I would hug him, <laughs> hug the shit out of him to start with, <laughs> so and just let him know it's going to be okay, you know, and to let him know he's done great, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
until Adam know that he's going to have so many great friends within his life you know because he didn't have any mm-hmm. at that stage brilliant family but it, that was that was irrelevant to me it didn't, mm. family didn't count as friends mm. you know um, to the most important friends in my life now but um, I would hug him tell him it's going to be alright and um, just tell him to start looking up to be concerned about you and how you view you first you know and the most important thing in my life now is me. Yeah. First, before Tanya, before even my daughter, before because I went through my life most of it being concerned about uh, uh, um, putting everybody else in front of me and their needs and how they viewed me in front of me and that nearly killed me. If you and if you if you can't look after yourself, then you're not any use to, to those. If, if I'm not, if I can't look after myself, so I would do a lot of um, uh, meet parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, parents and their kids are in a real bad place. Okay, um, so the parents would always, you know, sort of said, or I would say to the parents, um, now this might strike a chord with some people listening, but it's just what we've seen. It's, um, you know, if I would ask a parent, you know, what's the most important thing in your life? Two parents sitting there, or even a single parent, what's the most important thing in your life? They would always say, oh, my children. I said, well, that's why I'm here. I said, what do you mean? I said, because you're not putting yourself first. You're not looking after yourself. You're not resourced enough yeah. yourself. You're, this is how your child's turned out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now people think that that's a, you know selfish thing, you know, which is not because the more I enhance me as a person, the better I am as a husband, the better I am as a father and a brother, and you know, and all of those sort of things. The better, the more healthier part that I play within the organisation here, you know, and that allows you to be selfless then. That yeah, absolutely. So always back to self. There's some young guy that uh, come and meet me any day, and some of them still have burn marks around their neck mm-hmm. from the rope that they try to you know and my focus is to help them see the life within themselves and help them understand that it's now time to focus on you yeah okay and that is hard because generally most people and which i was that person at a time generally most people just want to hear how you get back out with the girl mm-hmm. or you get back out with the boy or you get that you get more money or you get faster yeah. nicer car all yeah. of those things all of that BS, which I spent so much of my life trying to accumulate, you know, and it left me with nothing. I had everything, mm-hmm. but at, at the same time, I had nothing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, in terms, you everything in terms of extrinsic and external things, but yeah, nothing and none of substance, intrinsic. really, you know. And and um, you know, when I was very young, I had loads of money and and lost it all, and you know, I had the fancy house, fancy car, and, and all of that sort of stuff, and. And I lost it all, and, mm-hmm. and I was a strong, young, strong, strongly egotistical boy at the stage, and you know, early to mid twenties, and, and lost it all, and had to go, you know, move back home with mum and dad, tail between their legs, tail between my legs, but it lost my identity. You know, mm-hmm. I spent twenty odd years of my life building this identity up, and um, um, and when it was all stripped away from me, and I was like, who was I? Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> you know, so that was a real, um, you know, interesting process for me because most most again people that I would meet it all stems from childhood yeah you know and um, whereas we can say yeah this is nothing to do with my childhood is just to do with this girl finishing with me just tell me how I can go back up with her if you were a confident if you're a com- if you're confident within yourself if you believed if you believed within if you believed within your own capabilities if you've love and empathy and compassion for yourself Okay, if you had all those things, if somebody broke up with you, yes, it would be sad, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't take you to your knees. It wouldn't take you to a rope. Okay, you would realize that you that um, in itself you are enough. 
you, you know that you are enough and you are enough on your own mm-hmm. and see when when people reach that point to realize i am enough I am, and i am okay with being myself then other people will start to pop in their lives you know mm-hmm. beautiful people both inside and out you know confidence there's none more attractive than somebody who walks into the room that are confident yeah and i think as well i suppose it's you know speaking there it's resonating with messages we'll be given around things that we're doing with kids yes and yeah. things is like like uh, for me anyone's greatest strength is when they're able to uncover their strengths and live it yeah you know yeah, yeah there's yeah. just a lot of power in that um yeah. and as you say there that then brings a sense of of confidence with that yeah. and that that setbacks yeah that hit us but that's not going to bring us to our knees no it's not you said that you're perfect and say that and, and i think it's in you know Gar- my friend gareth gareth works in works within the charity as well gareth toner you know and 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 gareth would be very much somebody that tries not even put labels on the the positive and negative mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. it just is yeah some days i feel shit and fun. some yeah. days i feel great knows but it, but it's enhancing the things that make us feel great yeah you know and, and yeah. riding the wave of when we do feel shit and realizing mm-hmm. that that's okay you yeah. know and, and this will pass yeah you know but owning that shit you know when it yeah. does yeah. feel when you do feel you're not at your best just own it and you know like gareth and i are you know um we we bounce that stuff of each other all of the time mm-hmm. you know and um yeah, and which is you know hugely beneficial and listen you know uh, again it's I spoke with this before but something that I'm really passionate about is you know vulnerability mm. you know and being able to excuse me sorry, being able to be brave enough to show your vulnerabilities to show that you're struggling so to give you an idea we did uh, I mentioned this, this at the assumption the other day um, I think I said this to you earlier but I mentioned this the assumption the other day that there was another school that we did work with and I didn't mention who the school was mm-hmm. okay um, complete, any course we're doing people that attend completely confidential okay but to give you an idea there was a school that we did work with and initially when to start with whether it's a sports organisation or whether it's a school or something like that I would go in and do an introductory talk okay a lot of us around the topics that we'll discuss today um, but the purpose of the introdu- introductory talk is to give an overview of you know who I am why what gave me the right you know what what gives me the right to stand up in front of a group of people and and, and speak about um myself charity all of that sort of thing um and the the introductory day is generally in a staff training day so we have teachers staff okay that and there's generally yes you could say 50 50 50 you know, male female okay some schools have slightly more male some you know slightly less or whatever um so we have male and females so introductory talk to people it's sort of like compulsory to be there but then when we offer a four week like our our tips fit training course um it's voluntary so it's like an after school thing you can come sick or yep. down come for an hour so one of the schools that we did over the last sort of year or so um or last you know, last couple of years say um we and my introductory talk was about 60 staff members there okay we had 50 50 say 30 fellas and 30 30 women came along to the the course i don't deliver the course myself the facilitator that delivers the course is actually the guy who was my psychotherapist 10 years ago okay. he, the guy helped me through um the, the real tough time in my life amazing amazing gentleman somebody that i love so much um uh, and he's just a real you know compassionate genuine person you know he did so much he lives in dungannon 
did so much for the charity over the first few years to get her feet up and going mm-hmm. and never charged since the thing doing course, driving course, driving down doing talks for us all the time mm-hmm. you know it's now sometimes not half up and down you know and just a good guy and um, so he delivers the, the real cool courses um, and um, so in this school that I'm talking about we did say 30 men 30 women and my introductory talk come the four week four week training course then because it wasn't compulsory we had zero yeah. meals and we had you know the, the, the 100% of the people who were there were females mm-hmm. now does that say that every male in that school um, was okay or mm. you, know, you know weren't going through any struggles within their lives or weren't curious about you know increasing health in their lives or was it because they didn't want to be vulnerable in front of the women yeah I think I've heard actually um, a stat around this that um, in terms of uh, suicides mm-hmm. males are twice as more likely yeah. than females but only half as likely to actually go to counselling or go to get support around that yeah. is, there, is, would, would, is that an accurate one because I don't want to put that out there with yeah you wouldn't be far away from that I wouldn't think and, and yeah. that's to do with that idea of yourself there being vulnerable and being open yeah definitely yeah and I think a lot of it's you know around that um, we don't want to show weakness we mm-hmm. think that's weakness in front of other people yeah. you know we don't want to I don't need to learn anything else mm-hmm. you know that sort of mindset um, and um, you know I've had plenty of talks over the years where people have got up and walked out yeah. you know and that's that's dead on yeah. um, but it's generally because it's resonating with something with yeah. them, they don't want to go there yeah. you know um, and uh, and like there are people that listen to this podcast and the podcast that you do and think for that he's full of shit that boy Connie you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean but actually the fact you're just trying to help people yeah. you yeah. know yeah. and give them tools and skills you know yeah. but a lot of people just unfortunately have the mindset that if they don't know something it's not worth learning mm-hmm. you know um, um, where I think with in regards to your your statement there and what I've seen now which is actually great within our charity we would roughly we would have about 50-50 right, okay. in service users yeah, here yeah. because I think a lot of it's down to um, uh, I don't mean to say this is down to me but I just mean like a male figure like myself constantly mm-hmm. going out there and speaking and saying mm-hmm. to guys look this is okay this doesn't have to be where it is mm-hmm. and then from sort of people males contact me directly or whatever yeah. um, and then um, you know we'll have you know d- d- different men's groups that were run um, and I suppose it's great to know that that we have such an uptake but generally across the board men have higher rates of suicide because we can't instead of expressing what, what in, a, in a healthy way what's going on within our lives we repress push it down yeah. and we can only push it down for so long until it explodes mm-hmm. until our life comes out of control you know um, but yeah, it's um and, and find that, that women women have that um a, a lot more you know have that just that, well they're just amazing all around like you know and uh, you know we've got modern instinct mm-hmm. within them and caring and and um you know us as males we have all of that too you know but I think women themselves are just much more in in, in tune with that and um do do want to help you know but that's not to say that there isn't. A lot of women that don't engage, don't go there too. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's just it's 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 trying to break down. It's trying. Do you know what it is? It's trying to find an avenue that fits. It's trying to find a way that you know. For me, for a way for me to help, or for a way for a way for me to go and talk and express myself in a he- healthy way, express my stress in a healthy way. 
may not be the same for you. Yeah. So it's yeah. trying to be broad in our approach, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to find a way that, for instance, you know, say if you're that person that struggled to talk about what was going on within your life, if me and you started going running together yeah. and over a period of time, somebody will only, people will always ask that say to me is, I'm concerned about, I'm concerned about Cormac, um, how, he's a closed book, you know, how can I get him to open up to me? The first thing always is, you open up to him first. Mm. So what do you mean? It's sure something, sure anything. Yeah. That you're, you know, that you're um, struggling with or concerned about or whatever, or just get this stage where over time you're building up that relationship with him that he knows that he, it's this is safe. That's, this environment's safe. And that's my definition of vulnerability there, what you just said. The ability okay. to, to open up to someone right, okay. like yourself. I yes. think that oh, there's absolutely. so much power in that. You're showing, you're showing people this side of you that you have not wanted anyone mm-hmm. to see including mm-hmm. yourself and yeah. see when you do like I was I viewed myself as a scumbag you know the things that I didn't you know growing up you know and you know, shamed off all mm-hmm. of my life you know and not any not 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 today I've, I've, um, I can fully understand what the choices I made and what got me to that yeah. you know um, the drinking and the drugging and just all the chaos that came along with that um, I can fully understand when I made those um, uh, choices, you know. Um, but for me, um, I, I say it's it's not not there anymore. When I I like the, doing this right now, I, I I openly speak about the you know people that are hurt and you know the wrong things that I did and the things I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. There's so much freedom in that for me. You yeah. know what I mean? And somebody, you know, can't come up and throw anything in my face anymore because I throw it all out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So when somebody is, you know, sharing with you their true self, it's so liberating. Yeah. Cause they're like, oh, I don't have to hide this away anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and they know that they're being seen, truly. And then what happens is then, that's quite a comforting feeling, and they want to develop that, and you know, and express it even more and let's explore this avenue more and uh, human connection there's no strong way to build up trust no there's not and, and it's important that we don't be don't feel that we need if somebody is sharing with us that we need to give advice some people just need us to sit there and listen, listen. Yeah. you know and, and for me sometimes it's hard to keep my mouth shut because you know, <laughs> not too hard to imagine that but you know just keep your mouth shut and just listen and um you know just just be and yeah. And, and you know like one person that I've been with there a while ago and he's this person is a friend and he's been through you know ups and downs and he had a, a bit of a re- relapse or whatever and, and he, he um, shared the relapse with me and, and all the rest and, and I've just listened to him the whole time and, and then we'd sort of you know put a few things in place you know how we can you know support him through it or whatever and then after he sent me a little, you know just such a beautiful message and says just any time you know haven't seen you in a few months, but any time that I was so ashamed of what I was telling you, it's just about you know sharing it with you, and and it, was no, it just didn't feel any judgment, mm-hmm. you know, from you, mm-hmm. you know, so comforting, and refreshing. So what I know is that that person, if that person, you know, hits rock bottom, or if that person is just some things that are happening to him that really trigger, or you know, he really hits the wall. I believe that I've put an opportunity in his hands when he reaches that point that he feels safe enough to yeah, call me yeah. that I'm not going to give off to him that I'm not going to say well I told you so well I'm not going to say he just knows that I'll be there and I'll be there just to listen yeah I think even that the listening in a non-judgmental listening in a non-judgmental way creates that safety where people will feel 
the, the ability to actually open up to you definitely. there's a lot in that definitely definitely there is like a, it's really really powerful and you know and I, I say like for me there's a lot of things in my life that I've very openly spoke about there's a lot of things in my life that I haven't been comfortable speaking about and spe- you know speaking about this recently but Lawrence and my relationship with my brother um, and you know you know had a lot of shame around his death and a lot of guilt and I felt let him down and you know all that sort of stuff and and but the, all of those feelings and all that that's something that I didn't want to talk about and mm-hmm. never really went anywhere any any with anyone outside of any counselling that that a counsellor that I was with to talk through about that but I've been trying to talk more about that you know anytime it has arisen you know I try to you know speak to Tanya about it and, and share with her about it and how I feel around such situations when he was alive and and um. Um, and you know so I'm trying to explore because I know it's hard to go there it really really is and, and get why most people don't want to go there mm-hmm. like, I, 100%, I fully understand why most people won't want to go to areas like that but also know that if there's some area in my life that I don't want to go to and I'm finding resistance in it that's where I need to go yeah. and if I go there I'll go from it mm-hmm. you know um, and there's so much of a lesson to be learned in those yeah. listening to yourself you know and yeah, there's a lot in that room. That's, that's quite powerful. Um, I mean, what advice? I know we we'll get deep here, but what advice would you be given to maybe? I suppose there isn't one one gloves fits all, but no. someone maybe who has went through, um, what you went through. Yeah. Um, and and even load that up then with advice of what advice would you be given to someone who's contemplating it? Mm-hmm. Well, to go to the first one. Um, somebody that has come through something similar to what I've been through, say even lost a family member, mm-hmm. or um, have attempted. Suicide or whatever, um, you that you if you're listening to this right now, you have the most valuable gift to share with the world because you are a person that understands true pain. Mm-hmm. You know at a level that most people won't be able to even contemplate. You know you have chosen to do the most unhealthy thing we can do as a human being is end our life. That's the most unhealthy thing that we can do to ourselves. But you're still here. You're still alive. And you're listening to this right now if you can use that message like I have and so many other people that um, that I've you know sat with and spoken with over the years that have turned their lives around and used that power for good mm-hmm. to really sit down beside a young guy or a young woman to say I understand what you're going through I was once there I'm not there today and this is the steps that I follow maybe they'll work for you if they don't that's fine but I'll still be here and you will see that that person will fully get that you get them and that is just so powerful mm-hmm. problem being we don't have enough people like you that will stand up and talk like that and talk open and talk about how you've come from where you are from where you were to where you are now you know and it's so you're powerful and i believe people go through those scenarios and come out the other end because they have a bigger part to play in life a bigger part than they could ever imagined you know and they're so powerful mm-hmm. You know, so use that use that power, you know, and um, develop it, and just let people know that you know that you're there for them. And I can guarantee, if you're somebody with a family or friends, I can guarantee that you're not the only person that's gone through something yeah. tough. But you can be the way out for them. Yeah. And then um, somebody that again that is contemplating it understands suffering at a you know if you really get that stage where you are contemplating suicide. Um, you're somebody that understands so again suffering and pain you know self-loathing guilt shame all that sort of stuff to a level that most people won't you know but if you can just realize that 
you know, we're all going about trying to find our way in the world, find our place mm-hmm. in the world. Those people that have gone through it, there's nothing that we're faced with that's more challenging society today than what we're talking about right now. You know, like I say, if one family member, uh, I spoke to you about this early on, of a family member, say for instance, a mother in a home of a family of four that was um, struck down, his mother struck down with cancer, that has an emotional and mental effect on the whole family and the, the, the person themselves. So um, no matter um, you know, the emotional and mental state, um, the, uh, 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 as humans we all go through challenges within yeah. our life, you know, so it's how we cope with challenges, okay? So saying that young guy, that young guy or woman, or you know, just whatever age um, you may be that are struggling with these things, I can tell you now with support you can get from where you are in your life to like the guy I used the example earlier mm-hmm. on to where he is, is in his life but then this was a year and a half this guy completed his master's got a full time yeah. post and got engaged mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know crazy yeah. but he didn't believe that it could be such a short turnaround it is, the distance isn't years you know it's not big hurdles not you know you know, there's uh, not huge steps that we need to take small steps and cons- be consist- consistent with it mm-hmm. and um realizing that you need to be um you need to tap into your community and yeah. you realize that um, it's important for you to engage and, and and ask for support ask for help because you will see that you will see the importance of that and then when you see a young person struggling you will be able to tell them it was the community i just want to sort of finish with um i suppose a question i would ask all my guests if you can just finish the following line for me success to me is Success to me is success to me is how I view myself now. I suppose you know, um, and uh, yeah, how I view myself. Yeah, um, and um, you know, and I, I suppose how I view myself and the level of peace that I have within myself. You know, because I try to buy it. You know, try to fill it with things. You know, and. It's like, and what's been a real big learning experience in my life is with my child, you know, and and just you know, it's just in the evening. Tanya's superb at this, you know. It just when she's you know with her, she's just with her. Mm-hmm. No phones, no TVs. She's just fully there, you know, and and learned so much from how she is as a mother and how she how she fully engages with our child so it's for me it's making sure the TV's off and the phone's away and just being with my child because the child just needs the only thing the child needs is me to be there and my availability and that's it but to do that you must it, it can be hard when there's a lot of unease within you mm-hmm. to be there and be silent and be yeah. in that silence even though the child's there you've got a lot of time to think mm-hmm. and if you don't like the, the person that you are the things that you're thinking about, thinking about it can be a, an uncomfortable place so definitely that I keep you know saying to people that I was 30, 35 when Ophelia was born I'm glad that I waited until I was that age you know because I find that I'm in a much better emotional place at 35 than, than I've ever been in my life you know and um, to sit with her in the evenings I'm 36 now to sit with her in the evenings and just be there it's just I'm just I find that you know uh, how I feel and how I view myself in those moments I feel like that's for me that's my success brilliant Raymond thank you very much for your time